This is episode 63 of The Popcast. Welcome to The Popcast, a weekly podcast all about pop culture in three regular segments. We're your hosts, Josh and Maureen Goldman. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Maureen. You're back on the podcast after a week off. Happy to be here, although I really enjoyed your solo episode. For the oh, Emmys. well, thank you. Did you enjoy sleeping at a normal time? I desperately did, yes. I think probably all of our listeners, too, were probably like, uh, I'd rather be sleeping than well, recording a podcast. Well, that's why they had you. They knew they could go to bed and cut off the Emmys early because they were just going to listen to your podcast on the way to work. Well, hopefully we will be able to do that for the Golden Globes, which are at the beginning of 2020, and then the Oscars, which are at the end of January, the beginning of February 2020. So you can catch up on all of your award stuff on your way to work. That is the idea. And I hope you enjoyed it. Before we jump into the snack bag, I what? just wanted to talk about one thing. We recently had a, a couple people in our home who've had uh, some stomach issues. And so we bought saltines. And I've gone on record by saying that I think saltines are just like the best cracker. I mean, Josh has an unhealthy love for saltines. Saltines are like, ooh, I need to like make my tummy feel better. And or like I need to like eat. What's the brat diet? I don't even know what that is. I, isn't it? Isn't it like applesauce? Maybe it's not brat. Applesauce, toast, bananas, rice, applesauce and toast. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to okay. eat. If like, you're, you know, if I've you're never like heard that before. having some indigestion and Josh is more just like, He's in love with saltines. I know that I have controversial food opinions because when we did the episode on Mighty Ducks, I asked people what the best part of the s'more was. And I said I was the only one who said graham cracker. So I know that most people would probably listen to me and think think, like saltines are terrible, Josh. Please stop saying that they're terrible, but they're like food that you they're so eat good because it's bland i don't know i just really love them i could eat a whole sleeve you and in fact i did sleeve. eat a whole he sleeve. ate a whole sleeve you guys it was so good they're just so easy to eat anyway sorry i had to bring that up because if there are any other saltine lovers out there please reach out and let me know at first he was eating them to soothe his tummy and then he just kept eating them i just kept on eating them and they hey they work if you if you have an upset stomach those are the best kind of food to eat let's move on to the snack bag We just have three short topics this week. The first one is, it was announced this week that Jennifer Lopez, a.k.a. J-Lo, will be performing at the Super Bowl halftime show. Maureen, what are your initial reactions? Good choice? Bad choice? I think it's a great choice. I think she's an incredible performer. I think she's... I also... I just love her because she has done some amazing romantic comedy work in Mm, the mm -hmm. early 2000s. In the early aughts, yeah. Yeah. She's an amazing singer. She's an amazing dancer. And she can act too. And I think she's going to be great. I think Lady Gaga was probably my favorite Super Bowl performance. And I think that J-Lo could rival that. You've got this like powerhouse woman performer. And I think she's going to do great. What do you think? So I heard it said that the reason that she agreed to do this is because she's in a movie that came out I think two weeks ago at this point called Hustlers and she was getting a lot of good reviews and people are saying she could be an Oscar winner. And so doing the Super Bowl halftime show is a good way to sort of get her in the conversation, make sure she's making all those talk show appearances and get her in front of people so that when the Oscars come around, the voters will be like, oh, I remember J-Lo. Maybe I should vote for her. How badass is it that she's like a potential Oscar contender and she's like no big deal I'll just do the Super Bowl to like you know give myself some extra attention like that is awesome if you think I, about, I think good for her if you think about the people who could probably pull that off it's very few people who could both be in a movie and and do a good, good Madonna job. Lady Gaga JLo JLo I don't know how many other people I don't think there are any guys in that category at this point not that I can think of off the top of my head can you see Adam Levine trying to get an Oscar Jeremy Renner no, absolutely <laughs> not. 
<laughs> yes, Jeremy Renner's budding music career. Maybe he'll be performing at the Super Bowl never. <laughs> he will never perform there. Okay, should we move on to our next snack bag topic? Yeah. Okay. I heard this news. It was very troubling that they the, the powers that be at Sony want to remake The Princess Bride. I, there is just no reason for that. Part of the reason that that movie is a cult classic is because it's old and wonky and like you know those people like hearing someone else other than young mandy patankin do my name is inigo montoya you kill my father it would be awful like it would be awful what's the point i i don't understand the thinking behind this like it's one of, I, okay i get the thinking behind remaking a lot of things because of the money situation i actually think people would not go see this because they are like against the idea of remaking this classic movie I have oh, to say, I think people are going to see it. I, I don't know. I don't know if I could bring myself to see a remake of The Princess Bride. I'd watch it when it came out on DVD. Not DVD What's a DVD? On streaming. What's a DVD, Maureen? <laughs> they still have those at Redbox. They do. Can I just say, though, that when I was young, my dad said, we should watch this movie called The Princess Bride. And I heard the title and I thought, I don't want to watch a movie about a princess. And I didn't know what it was, but we had it on VHS. For all of you young listeners out there, that was a thing that you put in a VCR that played movies and we watched it and I loved it. Yeah. I can't remember the first time I watched it. I do remember that like whoever, maybe I don't really know, but I remember it was like, Oh my gosh, you haven't seen this. This is amazing. The Um, cast is great. The story is great. I think it's just a really fun and a young Fred Savage. Yeah. He's in it. So I don't know. I think that it's a total mistake to remake this movie. I hope that they don't, but, you know, knowing everybody wanting to get in. Money, 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 money. Money. Yeah, that's the only reason to, and I think it's a bad one at that. Speaking of movies, though, should we move on to our next snack bag topic? Yeah. So you're familiar with the Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom movies that starred Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard? Yes. So they're going to make a third one because the previous ones... Made a boatload of money, 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 money. (laughs) And this time, in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, Jeff Goldblum, who was in the original Jurassic Park, he had a small role in Fallen Kingdom. Well, now they're doubling down. They're going to bring back the three main characters from Jurassic Park. So you have Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and then you have Jeff Goldblum. And they're all going to have significant roles, along with Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. We could have less of them. We could have less of them. But they're the main characters now. Are they? They are. Okay. I don't know. I mean, look, the first one was fine. The second one was not good. So I don't know. Are they going to, you know, are they just going to keep making these until they don't make money anymore? Don't you remember the first three Jurassic Parks? The first one was good. The second one was Eh. fine. And the third one was like awful. The third one had a talking velociraptor in it. Yeah. I mean, like, so yeah, this one we should expect some weird talking dinosaurs. And although I'm just excited to see the three of them like come back in a significant way. I I really have no recollection of where the movies left them. In the I don't think Jeff Goldblum was in the third one, Jurassic Park three, and and I know that I thought he had a bigger part in that one. Wasn't no, it? he was he was the lead in the second the one, the New York one. Was it New York? See, I look at this. We I don't, don't know. If you ask us about original Jurassic Park, we could probably nail trivia on that. But Maybe, the other but ones, the last time we watched these, we were on our honeymoon. That was five years ago. I think I've ago. seen Jurassic Park since then, the original. I definitely hate Jurassic haven't. Park. I'm going to go on record. It's one of the best movies of the '90s. Well, that will be stuck in my head. <laughs> it's like you're watching it. That annoying rendition right there. <laughs> uh, no, I do think it's one of the best movies of the 1990s and maybe of the like the last 30 years. It's it's just that good. So if you haven't seen it, definitely go That's watch like it now. really a statement. 
I mean, Jurassic Park is a classic. It was the, and I will but say, I don't know if it's like the best movie of. If you go back and watch it, and you watch it, you watch it from a couple different perspectives. The filmmaking quality, it's like Spielberg at his top, and the story's great. It's action packed, but it has it has heart too. It's so good, and the music is amazing. As you just okay, I just modulated up there. I didn't like that. I did not like that. No, I will say if you've never seen it, you you must go see. Okay. <laughs> and that'll wrap up the podcast for this week. So thanks for listening. You guys, his face is so mad at me. <laughs> can I just can I just say that Jurassic Park was the very first PG thirteen movie I ever saw? Wow. And I watched it on home video back in the day at a friend's house. And I'm home just, video? You know, like VHS. Oh, I thought home you meant vi- like they recorded it off of the TV. We had a lot of movies like that. No, no, that you'd it was hit like, like record on your VCR while cable was playing and you'd like just, record. It was something. just regular, like we got it at Blockbuster. So oh. rest in peace, Blockbuster. Speaking of resting in peace blockbuster, that's a great segue to our premier topic for this week, because of course blockbuster was sent to the curb by Netflix, which started as a DVD service and then shifted into streaming and the streaming juggernaut that it is today. But today we're going to talk about a new streaming service. We've talked a little bit about it on this podcast before, but we're going to talk about Disney Plus, their offerings, and is it worth it? So Disney Plus, if you don't know, is Disney's answer to Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon's stranglehold on the streaming market. It is set to debut on November 12th. The service will cost $7 a month, which is just half the cost oh, of cheap. Netflix's most popular option. So Netflix, the, the one you probably have, is $13 a month. That gives you the option to watch in HD. The other one they have is just standard definition. I don't think anybody has that. But even still, I think that's still $9 a month. So when Disney Plus debuts, it will have more than 7,500 TV shows and movies in its library with a ton of original programming set to be released in the next two years. It will be the only place you can stream Star Wars movies, Marvel movies, Pixar movies, and the classic Disney movies. They own so much. They own so much. And now they own Fox, 20th Century Fox. So all of those offerings as well. So we've talked on a previous episode about the many Marvel spinoff shows that are planned, and there are eight in total at this point that they have planned. There are none that are debuting on November 12th. Um, There are also four planned Star Wars series, one of which will be premiering on November 12th, and they're going to be Pixar short films and series as well. So what we're going to do is talk generally about Disney Plus first, and then we're going to talk about three trailers that have been released for original content coming to the service on November 12th when the service launches. So Maureen, let's start with general questions here. Let's just have a little discussion. What do you think the reaction to the service will be in terms of the content that is going to be available at its launch? I feel like everyone's going to love it. I feel like every family with kids is going to, for $7 a month, be like, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing this. So we'll have every episode of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, which our son is in love with. I still do not want to do this, but if we cancel our cable service, then I will let you... Sh- do this so if we cancel our cable service we'll lose the 73 episodes of mickey mouse we have recorded on our dvr but we will gain the entire library of mickey mouse clubhouse so i think it's a good trade-off yeah so here's my thought they have a lot of content but it really is very specific and this is another question that i wanted to talk with you about it seems like the service is relying a lot on existing ip so they have star wars they have marvel they have the classics and then they have pixar Like, those are very distinct buckets of content. Like, if you don't like one of those things, what what is drawing you to the service? I mean, let me me be clear. 
there there are a lot of people who like all of that stuff. Like personally, I'm a Star Wars fan. I like Marvel. I like Pixar movies. So I fit a bunch of the buckets. But if you don't have a family and you're not into like the Star Wars Marvel stuff, is there something for you on the service? But here's the thing. I really don't think that Disney is trying to appeal to everyone if they're appealing to even half of the people. I mean, like that's a huge market. Like we talk in marketing all the time about you know, finding your niche and really niching down and you serve a small subset of people and you serve them really well and you're going to be successful in business because you will become indispensable. I don't think Disney needs to serve everyone. I think if you don't fit in one of those buckets, you're not going to buy this streaming service. But I guess my question is because Netflix, their primary competitor, can service everybody. They have kids programming. They have adult programming. programming is not as good. But I'm just saying, just take that aside. They can offer you every genre. They can offer you something for everybody. So whether you like the kids programming or not, if you have kids, you might think, well, they have stuff for them and they have something for me. So why wouldn't I go with that? If you're choosing between one or the other service. And clearly, at a certain point, people are going to have to start doing that because it's just going to be too much money to pay for 17 different services when there are that many. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that that will be the next step in the streaming evolution of like, okay, now I have five streaming services. Which ones do I keep? I think right now we're more in the people are totally fine canceling cable and getting streaming services. And it's like, oh, I'll cancel cable for 100 bucks a month and then I can have three different streaming services. I can have Hulu and I can have Netflix and I can have Disney or whatever it may be. I think that's kind of where we are right now and like the norm changing. I think canceling cable is becoming much more prevalent and that did not used to be a thing. I, I, I'm i very interested in finding out, you know, five, 10 years down the line, are movie theaters going away? Are cable companies going away? Like Blockbuster literally went away. And when Blockbuster was in its heyday and we were all renting movies on VHS, we would never have thought that that would be possible. Yeah, you couldn't fathom Blockbuster not existing. But I don't see, especially with Disney releasing now new Star Wars movies, Star Wars of all things on streaming service. Josh talks a lot about movies that you should see in movie theaters because of the way they're shot and because of the way you can view them on a large screen. That seems like perfect for that. So if Disney is now starting to release these types of movies on a streaming service, how much longer are we going to have movie theaters? I think there will always be movie theaters. I think your better point is whether or not there'll be cable. And it's interesting. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but we do still have cable and we have DVR. And one of the things that the cable company clearly did recently was when you record a show, previously you would just fast forward until you saw your show come back, fast forward through the commercials. But now they've done this thing where they try to predict where the commercials are. So you can hit fast forward and then take your finger off the remote and then it will start your your show again, which was a really great invention because it was annoying when you would be fast forwarding through the commercials and you would end up like five minutes back into your show because you weren't paying attention. It's still annoying though. And I said this to Josh the other day. This is, you know, like... And here's my deal as as a TV watcher, as a, you know, content consumer. I'm the kind of person who can start a show and then not love it and not finish it and then maybe go back to it in a year. I know there's a lot of people who can't, right? Like they start something, they're committed to it, they have to finish it through. But I feel like I have like 10 or so different things that I'm supposed to be watching and like I'll take month, month, year long breaks from them. So what I said to Josh, cause I, you know, I think it was dancing with the stars and you were like, oh, don't you want to watch that? And I was like, it's too annoying. It's too annoying to have to pause every like five minutes and hit fast forward and move for- like, I, and wait for it to go. And I just, it's too annoying. Now, whereas if we had 
you know, Hulu Live or Hulu, what is it? Hulu TV? Yeah, Hulu Live. Then you basically get all of those things without commercials and you don't even have to waste the seconds. And I know that it's like, this is such a a privilege, right? It's not even a problem. But that's where I am as a consumer that I am getting bored in those lulls. And Josh said, he was like, but now you can just fast forward and, you know, it'll skip the commercials for you automatically. But it's still like you have to do it and you have to wait. And when I'm watching something on Netflix, I don't. And I just enjoy that experience more. So I think we're going to start seeing that is that these little nuanced things that are not problems at all. I mean, like what a what a freaking like amazing problem to have. That's my biggest problem in life, you know, like, but I think that this is how streaming services will compete with each other and how cable will ultimately lose. Or maybe, well, what I was going to say is maybe cable will get rid of commercials, but that's how a lot of stations make their money. I think that's the only way they make money. I think that cable will have to find some sort of solution if they expect to continue competing. And I think they'll have to start doing what they've, they haven't done in the past and that what they've been sort of loath to do with, which is offer you more of a pick and choose. So like saying, I want, sports channels and I want these specific channels right now they have sort of packages but they're not going to let you pick and choose which is what a lot of these like Hulu Live and YouTube TV let you do and so I think until they start doing that they're going to keep losing business or what I also said is they'll probably start charging you $200 for internet and then they'll say you can have cable for 10 bucks so it's not going to you know everybody's going to end up having it because you have to have internet to have any of these streaming services internet is the thing that will become the premium price And I'm surprised it hasn't already because people are cutting the cord and have been cutting the cord for several years now. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Should we jump into talking specifically about the three trailers that we were able to see? I am so ready. Okay, so the first one we're going to talk about is a TV series called The Mandalorian, which is a Star Wars series. It was created and written by Jon Favreau, who, as we all know, was a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this is the brief synopsis. The Mandalorian takes place five years after the fall of the Empire as depicted in Return of the Jedi and 25 years before the emergence of the First Order depicted in The Force Awakens. It follows an independent Mandalorian bounty hunter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. It stars Pedro Pascal, Giancarlo Esposito, Warner Herzog, Carl Weathers, and more. And it will premiere on November 12th. 2019 when the service debuts bounty hunting is a complicated profession don't you agree okay maureen What were your initial thoughts? We're going to do the same thing we did for the Oscar movies. We're going to either say, oh, yeah, eh, or heck no. Maureen, I kind of know where you're going to go with this one, but hit me with it. What is your reaction? A thousand percent heck no. I, I, when Josh showed me this preview and the first thing I saw was the stormtrooper helmets and I was like, no. They were on spikes. Snooze. I just, here's the thing. I really like the original Star Wars movies. I love them, in fact. I think they're amazing. I like the story. That's part of why I like Marvel, too, and even X-Men, which I know isn't part of the same universe. It will be now because it was a Fox property, and oh now my it's going to be Disney a Marvel property. Everything. Yeah, they do. So I get very into the story and the way things are all connected and whose father is who and you know all of the different nuances. And I feel like the whole 
they've had two films like this now, Star Wars, where they just have these random one-offs that are, like take yes, place in the right. same world, but there's none of that story connection, and I'm I'm lost. It's I have I'm not interested in all. Well, it seems like there will be some little connection, but you're right. It's a completely new story. And I think that if you're not interested in that and you're really interested in the Skywalker story, which is what the original movies, the prequels, and the current movies, the last of which is coming out this December, if you're not into anything besides that, you're not going to like this. What I will say about this is it looks incredibly impressive. I heard that Disney is putting $100 million toward this series, which is an a massive amount for a TV show. It looks amazing. Like I, I've never seen hundred million dollars. I've never seen special effects, even in the trailer, I mean, look like that be, for like, a TV show. People get clean drinking water. This, this, that's insane. Well, you know that aside, I'm, I think that this show looks really good, and I think that I don't know if it's going to be good. They clearly spent a lot of money on the production. I have no idea whether the story is going to be interesting. I've heard that it's going to be a little bit edgier than the Star Wars movies you're used to seeing in the theaters. So it'll be interesting. I give this one an oh yeah, but that, but again, this is back to my original point. I'm a Star Wars fan. I like these things and I like the expanded universe of Star Wars. If you don't like it, I would expect people to say heck no to this. So that's what I'm wondering about this. This is their big thing that they're leading with here. And I'm curious to see whether people who like you who like Star Wars but don't really care to see the extended Star Wars universe whether they're going to jump on Disney Plus and I know we're different. It doesn't matter though it's not about me there's enough Star Wars fanatics out there that will probably make them a nice profit right it's all about are they going to recoup the money they spent and I think they will. Okay can I ask you this they're they've already announced that there's going to be a series about Obi-Wan Kenobi starring Ewan McGregor who was Obi-Wan Kenobi in the prequel films. Is that something that would interest you? Yeah, I w- that would be more of interest to me. But is that interesting to you because you like the character or you like the actor or both or the neither? The character, the way the character fits into the story. Okay. I probably won't watch it though. Well, if I'm watching it, you might give it a shot. Yeah. Okay. Should we talk about the next movie that we've seen a trailer for? Yes. Okay. So this is a live action version of Lady and the Tramp. Lady and the Tramp was originally an animated film. And this is also launching on November 12th, 2019, when the service debuts. Let me guess. You're like the center of your people's universe, right? Indeed. Well, I've got no leashes or fences. With me, every day could be an adventure. I'm going to go heck no. I'm going to go heck no, too. I don't, this is another one, like, why are they doing this? This is another one where the real life animals talk again. It looks as weird as it did when I saw the trailer for The Lion King, The Lion King, which we still haven't seen. I'm sure we'll see it when it comes out at some point. But like, this does not look that good. So my reason is totally different. I don't mind the cute little puppy dogs. No, they look adorable when they start talking. Yeah. And you only see it once in the trailer because it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird when they're talking. My reason for the heck no is, twofold one and i feel this about a lot of classic disney cartoons if i want to watch that story i want to watch the original disney cartoon i don't want to watch a remake i don't want to watch it like i just i don't i don't want to watch a new interpretation i want the original voices and i want the original cartoon because it's a nostalgia factor and i think by taking these like classic stories and redoing them it loses a little bit of that. 
Now, I don't think I'm the target market. I think this is for new viewers. I think it's for kids. So I think that this will be their classic version. So again, I think Disney's, uh, they're a smart corporation, right? They're like, can we make money on this? And I think they probably will. I will say the other reason for my heck no is because I seem to remember this movie being kind of sad. Like there were those mean Siamese cats and like, if you recall, like Lady kind of gets ousted because they have a baby, right? Which is like very sad and like probably a lot of pets feel that in real life. Don't and- worry, the, ch- the Siamese cats are changing because in the original they were portrayed as Chinese, but now they're going to be just not Chinese because there is a, the, the whole like racial stereotyping thing. There's a thing. whole song, we are Siamese, not anymore. if you please. Not anymore. It's gone. I don't even, I, I don't actually even know if there's music in this new version. Was it a, was it a musical? The original? I don't think I've ever seen Lady and the Tramp. It wasn't a hardcore musical like Beauty and the Beast or Aladdin, but there were some songs. The cat sang a song. Okay, here we go. I'm, I'm reading on the Wikipedia page right now. The film will feature a new version of the Siamese cat song performed by Janelle Monae. Okay. She's a good singer. Great. I, I don't really know. this. I don't know. Will this appeal to young kids? Like, will they look at this and be like, oh my gosh, those puppies are so cute. Look, I think this is going to appeal to more than just kids. Like, I'm thinking of my friends. I think Michelle will love this. She has a King Charles Spaniel. I think that's what Lady is. Yeah. A King Charles Cavalier. Sorry, not Spaniel. King Charles Sorry to all dog Cavalier. lovers. Let's not get hate tweets, please. Okay. Maureen no, was, exactly. she just was mistaken. I, no, I'm just saying. I think that there will be people who love this movie and want to see the remake of it. I just don't think we're the target. I guess when I see something like this, I'm interested peripherally but i don't really care and i don't see kids being like i really want to see a live action i think one of the reasons why kids like the original is because it's animated and it's colorful and it's exciting this is not any of that it might be exciting we need to do a follow-up let's say two months after they launch to see how much money it's made what you mean disney plus overall i guess we can't see the actual movie this is going to be a lot like netflix where they just sort of release streaming numbers sometimes so we'll never know how popular this really is. Are either of these going to get released in movie theaters? No. Well, The Mandalorian is a TV show, so no. And Lady and the Tramp is strictly on the service. And I think that's part of the whole thing. They're, they're saying it it's exclusive. Yeah. So if you want to see it, you got to come to the service, which is why it's a little curious that these are two of the first offerings of original programming, which leads us to our third film that we're going to talk about, another original thing that they're going to debut. The film is called Noel. It was written and directed by a guy named Mark Lawrence. And this is the premise. As Chris Kringle prepares to retire as Santa and pass on the reins to his son, Nick, the stress of his future role begins to get to Nick. When his sister, Noel, suggests that he take the weekend off, Nick abandons his job completely and hijinks ensue. This film stars Anna Kendrick, Bill Hader, Shirley MacLaine, Billy Eichner, and many more. My name is Noel Kringle. Morning, princess. My partridge in a pear tree underwear needs washing. Oh, well, then my Christmas wish has been granted. Christmas runs in my family. My dad was Santa, and now it's my brother Nick's turn to wear the hat. Stocking full of coal if I've ever seen one. He saved a kitten from a tree. Some nice. Noel, will your brother be ready by Christmas? Of course. He's a Kringle. Look what you're doing. I don't want to do this. No. This is great. This is great. Let it happen. Ah! This is not going well at all. Sometimes I dream about getting out. Well, you can't be Santa if you're having a nervous breakdown. You need to get away for the weekend. For the first time in 2,000 years, Santa has disappeared. I just said he should take the weekend off. We must have a new Santa. Gabriel, Pringle, me. I'm in the tech department and loving it. What about a rescue mission? Do you mind telling me what you're doing? I'm going to get my brother and you're coming with me. 
Give me your take on this. Oh yeah, eh, or heck no. I'm going oh yeah. Oh wow. Are you surprised? I'm giving you an oh wow. Because I I saw this trailer a little while ago and I thought, we're going to talk about this on the podcast. I showed it to Maureen tonight before we started recording. I thought for sure she was going to say either eh or heck no. No, I'm into it. I'm fully into it. And here's why. It reminds me of Elf, which I love. And it's new content. Can I get a heck yeah? I mean, like, I want to see new stories. I think this is going to be kitschy and cute and silly and likely very stupid. But I want to watch it because it's a new Christmas movie. And I think it's going to be cute. I won't give you an oh yeah for the new content, but I will give you a whoop whoop for the new content. Okay. I, I give this movie an eh. I, the thing about it is I really like Bill Hader. I think he's great. I like Anna Kendrick too, although she can be a little much sometimes. I don't know. The movie overall ju- just seems very predictable. So Yeah, I think that's it, comforting it, to me. You know, of all the things they're releasing, it does make the most sense. It's right before Thanksgiving. So I think that it could be really good timing on their part. But, oh, I also like Billy Eichner. I should say that. He was He's funny. He's drinking the Disney Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. He was really funny in the trailer. Um, but I don't know. This is this to me is just sort of an eh. I- I'm sure I'll watch it. If we have Disney Plus or we do a trial or something, I'm sure I will. I think this is going to be a new. I think this is going to be like the new elf. <sighs> okay, Maureen. That's, I do. That's a lot. That's but, a lot to but say. Here's, here's why. I watch a lot of silly Christmas movies. Like what was the new one Netflix released last year with Kurt Russell? Uh, I don't, it's something about Santa. It was so bad. So bad. I think we watched it at Kevin and Kathy's house after Thanksgiving. But that's not going to be the new elf. Well, that's what I'm saying. That was dumb. This one looks smart and funny and cute. This we'll one see. looks like it's in a different level. We'll see. We'll I see. I will give a full review. Anyway, I, I'm an A on this, but I think that, uh, I think we'll check it out. If we have access to the service, we do a free trial. I'm sure this is something that we would watch. Before we move on from this, I just want to bring up as children, do you remember that Disney Channel was not included in cable? I remember. It was like an extra subscription that you had to buy, and we did not buy it. And there were like two weeks a year that Disney would run like free, like mm-hmm. they would open their channel and up. it was the best. So you could like get hooked on it. And the, like the telephone number was always at the bottom of the screen so that you could call and subscribe. But I just remember like those two weeks, we would. We would tape stuff on VHS and we would like record things. I think eventually we ended up getting the Disney Channel grandpa. You know what's funny? It. I think that eventually they just included it into the packages because I'm pretty sure we had it as well. And I know that my parents did not actively seek out, unless they did without telling me, which is great. Thanks, mom and dad. But, you know, I, I feel like at a certain point it was just available. Like we I, I was flipping channels as a, you know, 12 year old. I just think it's interesting that 20 years later, Disney has come full circle in the like eliteness of their content. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Anything else on Disney Plus? And if not, we could just wrap it up with do you think it's worth it? Do you think that, it, you know, knowing what they offer for you and and take aside the fact that we have cable right now and that we're not looking to buy another streaming service, but just on its own, $7 a month with all the content, all the new stuff that, that we've talked about, would you say it's worth it? So for me personally, I would probably say no. And here's why. Even with a two and a half year old? Yeah, maybe, but we have DVR. If, I'm, say, I'm saying take cable aside. If, you, if we if you canceled didn't... cable... Then yes, we would, then I would think, you think so. It's worth but like, it. here's my thing. I think the thing that bothers me is that it's a subscription service. Because I was thinking about this just now. I was like, okay, well, would I pay like five dollars to rent that fake Elf movie? Probably, and I wouldn't think twice about it because it'd be like, oh, well, this is a mini date night, and it's cheaper than going to the movies. But there's something about like committing every month to paying seven dollars, which you know they're gonna jack up that price like sooner rather than later. Eventually, yeah, probably. So, but. 
all it would take is like watching two movies a month and you'd make your money back. So I, I don't know. I also, I don't know if anyone else feels this way. I feel like there's an overwhelming amount of content. Oh, there is. Come on, we talked about this. I know, but I'm just saying, I don't know if I can handle one more. Like between the things we have on our DVR that we're quote unquote supposed to be or wanting to be watching, the shows that we watch on our different streaming services, there's too much for me to possibly watch. And sometimes it feels so just overwhelming that it makes me want to watch nothing. I, I feel know. the same way. I feel the same way. I will say that, you know, just if you're taking it on face value, I feel like this service is worth it, especially if you have kids, especially if you're into Star Wars or Marvel. But outside of that, I'm not sure that we really need another streaming service. So I'm interested to watch a little bit of it. I've I've seen uh, reviews that the platform itself looks a lot like Netflix. So if you're used to scrolling through Netflix, it's going to look a lot the same, which makes sense because it's easy to use. But we'll we'll see. We'll we'll do a review if we do if we do end up seeing any of this content we'll let you know how it is. We want to know from you what do you think and what's what do you use? Do you have cable? Hulu? Netflix? Are you going to get this Disney Plus? Do you stream HBO? What is it? HBO Now? HBO, HBO Go? HBO Go? Yeah, either of them. I, I mean, like, what are the what are the different uh, menu choices that you kind of use to to curate your family's? TV. We didn't even talk about Showtime or Stars or any of that. That's more content. Speaking of, next week's episode, the premiere topic is going to be reviewing some of the Apple TV Plus content. They've released four or five trailers for shows that they're going to have when their service hits in November as what? well. Oh, yeah. It's another service. So we'll talk about that next week on the podcast. So please tune in for that. We hope you liked this particular episode. But for now, let's jump into our teasers. Maureen. What is your teaser for this week? So my teaser is a show that I actually do still faithfully watch on DVR. I record it and then I watch it. I don't watch anything live, you guys. Nothing. Literally nothing. Does anyone watch anything live? I want to know that too. Yeah, sports probably. Okay, That's the other only thing than worth. sports, does anyone watch anything live? Message us. Let us know. Um, my teaser is Modern Family is starting its last season. Um, this is a 30-minute sitcom and I love it. I think it's really smart. And I think it's the 10th season, which is kind of amazing. You've kind of watched these different characters grow up. They have all their original cast on there, which I think is also amazing. And can we talk about what I so said funny. to you last night? What? So I stopped watching the show maybe three or four or five years ago, which I really liked at the beginning. And I just sort of fell off watching it. He's wrong. It's amazing. But last night I was watching while I was doing some dishes in the kitchen and I looked up at the screen and I said, Maureen, is that a new character? And she said, that's the, that's Cam and, what is it, Cam and Mitch? Well, that's Lily. Yeah, that's yeah, their daughter. That's her daughter. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's a teenager now. Because she was adopted yes, at the very beginning of the baby. show. And I was just like, man, I don't remember her growing up because I haven't been watching it. It was just funny to see like a teenager who's as tall as them on screen. Yeah. And that's part of what I like about it. And I think, I don't know, I think in today's world of murder mysteries and serial killers and all of the crazy dramas that we've got stuff. going on. Yeah. It's really nice to see a an upbeat 30-minute, easily digestible, make you laugh and go to sleep happy show. So check it out. My teaser for this week is a throwback, a little bit of a throwback. More are you familiar with the music artist John Mayer? Your body is a wonderland? Yeah. So I'm a John Mayer fan. I like his music. But what I really like about John Mayer is that in 2012 and 2013, he did two albums that are completely different than anything else he's ever done.
your eyes and clone yourself Build your heart an army To defend your innocence While you do everything wrong Don't be scared to walk alone Don't be scared to like it There's no time that you must be home So sleep where darkness falls Alive in the age of worry Smile in the age of worry Grow wild in the age of worry And say worry, why should I care? It's sort of like folk Americana music And the one I want to recommend this week is called Born and Raised It's his fifth studio album and the music is just really good. It's it's different than what you might think of when you think of John Mayer. It's not really poppy. It has a lot of good music on it. And I was just browsing Spotify and I and I happened upon this album and it's really good. And then the 2013 album is called Paradise Valley. I like that one as well, but my recommendation is Born and Raised. So if you're looking for something a little different from John Mayer, who is an excellent guitarist and I think a pretty good singer, check out Born and Raised wherever you get your music. Maureen, thanks for another great episode. Thank you, honey. We'll be back next week with another one. Thanks for listening. You can leave us feedback, comments, or questions on each episode by going to vernacularpodcast.com slash poppedcast. We would love to hear from you. You can also reach us by emailing thepoppedcast at vernacularpodcast.com. Please also subscribe, rate, and review our show on your podcast app of choice so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back next week, as always, sitting cross-legged on our bedroom floor with a brand new episode. Bye, everybody. Bye. So that means if you have an inkling to watch the animated Robin Hood movie and you don't have Disney Plus, well, you're out of luck. So get on it. Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day. I've actually never seen that movie. I don't think I've seen it. I'm pretty sure my sister-in-law loves that. Kathy, I think Kathy loves that movie. She'll text me when she hears this.